The content on this podcast reflects the anecdotal experience of the guest only and is not intended nor should be taken as medical claims or medical advice. This applies to every episode of the Kratom Science Podcast, Kratom Science Journal Club, and any of the pages on KratomScience.com. This is the Kratom Science Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Gallagher, blog and social media writer for KratomScience.com, your source for all things Kratom. Since suffering injuries at a young age, my guest has lived with chronic back pain. Later, he was diagnosed with spondylosis, a degenerative spinal disease. After taking opioids in the past, he now uses several plants including Kratom and its close relatives, Mitragyna hirsuta and Javanica. This is Brandon Belgard, and this is his Kratom story. So, how how you doing? How you feeling? Oh, I'm uh, <clears throat> feeling feeling better. Still out of it though. Um, is yeah, just crazy nasty virus. You know, I mean, it's the talk of the town, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that sucks. Yeah. So my kids got it, and then I was around them, you know, all week. Uh, it was like day eight. And then I finally woke up in the middle of the night, just like, you know, sweating, fever, pretty out of it. So I think I just was around like a lot of it and I got a pretty big uh, hit on the viral load. So, yeah, um, it it got me. (laughs) That sucks. That sucks. Yeah, but I'm feeling better, man. Uh, You know, um, lots of vitamins, taking my Kratom every day. That helps. That helps tremendously. Yeah, man. Just like a lot of rest and time. How is it helping you get through a bad virus? Makes my body feel better. You know, like the aches and pains, which Kratom is notorious for helping. Um, totally eases that. Helps my my head get a little bit more clear because it's been really foggy, super, super foggy. So it just kind of picks my my whole demeanor up and gives me a little little bit of energy so I can actually get shit done around the house and uh, not just be completely laid out. Yeah, yeah. And there, there was actually a uh, case report on a guy who had COVID, and it was early. It was like 2020 when it first started. I think it came out that fall or winter of 2020, and he just started taking it and it helped him. You know, he had aches and pains. He was all alone. I think he was a college student living in his own apartment. Of course, like, right when uh, COVID comes out, there's uh, blogs that appear on <laughs> that say, Kratom cures COVID. But, uh, that, you know. Right, right. That, that's kind of like well, the book. I don't, I don't think it cures it, but no. um, I'll say this. Aside from getting this right now, which it has to be Omicron, I haven't been sick in five years and that's how long I've been uh, taking Kratom daily for. And uh, so up until that point, recently, I like would start to feel like I'm getting sick. But then like a day later, boom, like never happened. So where are you from and what do you do for work there? I'm from uh, Santa Cruz, California. And uh, going on five years, I've been uh, working to become a, a plumber. And so I've been uh, pretty much full on plumbing status for the last four years you you have like a lot of chronic pain issues you you sent me a, a message explaining your whole story there let's just uh go through that first like when did you first start getting um pain issues and and did it start with uh, an injury or a couple injuries 
you know, I was a teenager, probably like 14, 15. And I noticed my neck was, uh, really starting to bug me a lot. And, um, so I played high school football, uh, stupidest thing I ever did in my life. You know, I mean, it was fun until time catches up with you and you feel all those injuries prior to football. I had been in a couple car wrecks, uh, and had a few other injuries that were like, um, probably like definitely concussion type injuries. And so you're young, you don't like feel it right then and there. And then as the years go by, you're just like, Oh, ouch. Okay. I can kind of trace it back to this string of, uh, uh, injuries or accidents or whatever. And so for the longest time I would, you know, uh, uh, ganja has been a huge part of my life, most of my life. And so I, I would consume a pretty fair amount of ganja and uh, that helped for a good number of years. And then it just got to the point where like I was pretty miserable no matter what I took. So I went to the doctor, always tried to avoid Western medicine, but it got to the point where I was pretty desperate. And so they put me on some painkillers. Um, was it uh, the Norcos, the the high strength ones, the 10 milligrams. And so I was on that for like two and a half years. And uh, it was a really tough time. Definitely helped with my pain, but like really helped with my pain. But it also made me like kind of like a, a emotional roller coaster. And it was hard for me to kind of function um, with, with that medication. So at, at, at one point in time, they're like, you're too young to be on this. And I'm like, either we're going to take you off. And I'm like, well, I'm going to stop taking it. <laughs> so it's, it's like, you know, I, I wanted the power to be in my, in my hands. So I stopped. It was like uncomfortable for a few days. And, uh, you know, I never looked back from, from that pain medication. But years went by and uh, my pain was still there. Um, I was trying to self-medicate as best I can with, you know, ganja and uh, drinking. And then I got really depressed, got on antidepressants, anxiety mm. meds, all this, you know, stemming from my chronic pain, which was diagnosed as spondylosis, which is a spinal degenerative disease. Yeah. And kind of like a general term for just really messed up spine. <laughs> mm. It's not probably around the time I was on the pain medication, I've always liked to read about uh, plant medicines. And in one particular book, in the back of it, there was like a, the author's notes of like plants and substances that he was interested in looking into. And one of those was Kratom. And I totally, I'm like, okay, that's on my list to look into. And it wasn't until probably 10 years later that I was uh, working on a ganja farm. <laughs> Big surprise. Oh, cool. And uh, one of my one of my friends was like, "Hey, you know, uh, talking about crate." I'm like, "Hey, I know, I know what that is." Uh, or I read about it, and he gave me some. And I think it was like white tie. And literally 10, 15 minutes later, um, I'm like, "Oh, my my back feels way better. My mood is like, I feel happy." And I have energy to like kind of bust out the work day. And um, I went home hours later and I'm like, I still feel really good. This is pretty freaking miraculous. And, uh, and then I, I went and sourced some myself at a local herb shop 
and uh, they had really great quality there. It's not like a head shop or anything where it's really sketchy uh, most of the time. And so I started taking it every day. And uh, within the first week of taking it daily, I'm like, I don't think I need my antidepressants. <laughs> I feel so good, you know. And so I stopped, I stopped that cold turkey, which I don't recommend anybody do. You know, it's uh, definitely consult with your doctor and you want to taper off any medication like that. But I, I just went for it and uh, it was a rough week. And then the following week, once I got over that, I'm like, I don't think I need my anxiety meds anymore. So I, I stopped that. And, uh, you know, literally past five years, I've, I've felt better than I have in pr probably close to 20 years. And um, I really owe it to Kratom. It's, it's something that really gave me my life back. And, uh, you know, I'm like the poster child for it. I just believe in it so much because it's, it's helped me tremendously. We hear that from so many people. And how, how long have you been taking Kratom? About five years. You said you tried to stay away from Western medicine. So what, do you, what about that that makes you uh, want to avoid it and maybe embrace like plant medicine or Eastern medicine? I just have a, a big distrust. You go into a doctor, they're not really treating you. They're trying to treat your symptoms, and which is, you know, nice and all, but everyone's different and what they try to push on you medication wise ends up causing you know it might help with this symptom or that and but it also can like create all these other issues plus like the toxicity of taking these things um long periods of time i'm not into it you know i, I believe the body's the temple and you know you, you want to treat that temple really well and so just just the whole uh approach of like here this is you, you come in with this problem let me give you this pill and oh you have a messed up back maybe we should get you under the knife and which i considered for a sec but i uh, i'm happy i didn't go that route hearing all the horror stories from so many other uh back surgeries i don't know they want to skip a lot of like very important steps i think and uh helping someone heal mm. and so i'm just pretty skeptical i i think emergency wise critical wise like you know care sure western medicine is the way to go but leading up to that and in most cases when you're up in the thick of it you can get yourself better stronger and uh, heal yourself using these natural substances what you're diagnosed with is is spondylosis is that how what it's pronounced yeah yeah Okay, that's, so that's, that's what they said. Yeah. Is that like a degenerative? You said it's the de degenerative spinal disease. So, it, what exactly yeah. goes on? Pretty much, it's the deterioration of like my my spinal column. Uh, I have a bunch of bone spurs and and a lot of my vertebrae and uh, a lot of inflammation because of it. And uh, so, you know, your your spine is your your control panel, right? So. If you got a few circuits in there that are smashed or like, you know, agitated, um, it affects everything. So, you know, walking around hurts. Um, well, it used to hurt a lot more. Now, I'm, because of Kratom, you know, I, I can move really a lot more freely. Yeah. I can actually work every day. But but the, the symptoms are neck and lower back pain, 
it's like in my hips too it feels like twacked man my i just feel uh, lopsided pretty much that's so lots of aches and pains there it it was brutal and that's why i went to uh finally seek out some some pain meds prior to that i would i would always uh you know like i said opt for natural things like poppies here and there and make some tea and that felt really good for me first of all because it really was effective and second of all because it didn't come out of a lab and i didn't have a doctor you know telling me how to how to treat myself that was that was amazing that i was good pretty much all day just felt like uh what pain (laughs) which is good and also not so good because you don't feel that pain you feel like you can do a lot more than you probably should be doing yeah and so that can kind of come back and bite you in the ass a little bit you got norcos and it's hydrocodone and acetaminophen had you ever gotten to like problem with use with that you said you were able to self-taper and get off it i guess i i I was taking between um no less than four of those a day but it got up to like maybe eight um on, on well turned into most days it went up to eight of those those pills four or five months into that regimen i woke up one morning and I'm like, I'm not in pain this morning. I'm like, holy shit, this is amazing. You know, I don't think I need to take my pain meds. And then shortly after, I'm like, oh, actually, I think I do. Because <laughs> I was already dependent on them. And uh, okay. so it was just kind of like my whole nervous system kind of uh, was saying, hey, man, you're you're forgetting something here. And uh, so as soon as I took some more, I'm like, oh, there we go. I feel I feel better. And uh, I didn't taper off of them, actually. I just, two and a half years into it, I was kind of sick of being reliant on that. Mm-hmm. Even though it helped me, I just, I didn't like the stigma. I didn't like just personally having to rely on them. Um, they're a godsend. I don't, I don't judge anybody who takes them for, you know, whatever reason they need to take them for it, but that's where I was. And so, once the doctor said, Hey, you're, you're, you're too young to be on this. And I was pissed and I'm like, well, actually, you know, I'm, I'm done with them anyways. And so I just stopped like cold Turkey. And, uh, amazingly enough, like three days feeling my pain come back, felt like an old man in my body. Um, and, uh, three, four days later, I'm like, okay, this is like back to square one. I'm in pain, but I'm out of withdrawal. And, um, and yeah, I never went back to pills. But over the years, I would, you know, uh, make tea here and there, and that, that would help. You're taking Kratom now, and so about how much Kratom do you take every day? Originally, I was probably at about five or six grams um, two to three times a day. Mm-hmm. And after a, after a period of time, I realized I was getting diminishing return. So then I uh, lowered it. And so now for the past year and a half, two years, I've been taking four grams about four to five times a day. Now, do you take uh, like tolerance breaks every once in a while? I think you mentioned that you did. I've actually only taken like legitimately two breaks and they really weren't very long, like maybe like three days top so i was using akuama seed uh during those times yeah. and it like really helped with the pain i mean i felt low energy because i didn't have the kratom but the the pain part was 
pretty well taken care of from the Akuama, um, which if folks don't know what that is, that's a seed from an African fruit. Mm-hmm. And uh, to my knowledge, it kind of touches upon some of the same opiate receptors uh, as Kratom does, just not to the extent and just kind of in a different way. There's other herbs I would take, um, not necessarily for tolerance breaks, but to stretch my doses uh, out further mm-hmm. uh, from each other. So herbs like uh, Corydalis um, and Carvillier sinensis, okay. which uh, I believe both of these are Chinese herbs. Okay. And uh, there's there's one that's really a fun one to say, uh, if I can even say it right, Chu Chu Huasi. Out of all of those, like the Incarvillier sinensis was like really good for pain, actually. Like, and the the Chuchuhuasi, however you pronounce it, actually gave me like a little mood boost and energy and helped with pain. So I was like, Great. oh, that's kind of like Kratom, but not quite as strong as Kratom. You don't really uh, smoke ganja anymore. You just take uh, CBD with a little bit of that for well, sleep. Yeah, yeah. So... It's it's funny um, when I got off uh, my my medications, the antidepressants and anxiety meds. I uh, because of the kratom was helping me so much. Um, I also took a like a three year break from uh, smoking any cannabis. So and then the past couple of years, I started introducing uh, CBD flower back into my regimen, and then a little bit later, um, I started adding little little bits of cannabis to that. And uh, having like pretty much no tolerance, like I used to have, mm-hmm. um, it's just a little bit with that CBD is more than enough for me. And it, it helps a lot, uh, especially with Kratom, like CBD and Kratom and cannabis. They're like uh, marriage made in heaven, you know, really good. And you also mentioned um, uh, strains of Mitragena and it's Hirsuta uh, and javanica so i've seen a little bit about those but yeah i really haven't studied them that much and so how 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 do they work they're like cousins to kratom right Mm. they're in the uh speciosa family and uh so with with hirsuta and keep in mind like not just like kratom not all uh you're not going to get the same quality time and time again but the source I get mine from has amazing hirsuta, and it, it pretty much feels like a, a stimulating white uh, variety of kratom. You know, it kind of like really picks you up, gives you clear-headed energy, and yeah. just kind of gets. It's a great daytime, um, you know, extra thing to add to my my kratom. Uh, one thing I will do <clears throat> is. Sometimes I'll I'll take half of my kratom dose and I'll you know, so which would be two grams, and then I'll take the other half as a hirsuta, you know, another two grams, and that'll like totally carry me through for four to five hours, and so it's kind of like lowering my my kratom tolerance while also still like maintaining uh, you know the drive to to work and uh, tend to what needs to be tended to. Yeah. So that's with Hirsuta, uh, really beautiful stuff. And and then there's, Jav, however you pronounce it, Javanica is how I always have it in my head. Okay. Uh, and so that feels more geared towards evening, and it's more of a relaxing, uh, relaxing leaf. So 
again, you know, these are cousins of Kratom. They don't have any uh, mitrogyning in it, uh, no 7-hydroxy, um, any of that. But it does have mitrophylline, I believe. Uh, definitely in Hirsuta's case, I'm not so sure about Javanica. But with Javanica, you're, you know, in the evening time, uh, maybe you've taken your allotted amount of kratom for the day. You know, you don't want to start ruining your tolerance, but you want to ease down into the evening. Uh, again, you know, you can take like half your dose of kratom um or uh you know half half kratom half javanica or you can just totally take javanica and it like mellows you out tremendously and gets your eyes heavy and you know you're ready to ready to hit the sack pretty pretty quick afterwards you did have withdrawals uh from the norcos is that right yeah um did you have you ever have had kratom withdrawals or and, and are they similar to like a norco withdrawal yeah hard, hard to say like tit for tat but um and especially since when i uh swapped out my meds like the, a direct swap out of meds for kratom i take it like on the on the dot like you know every four hours uh at the soonest but sometimes five or six so if I wait long enough and I haven't taken it, I'll start to feel tired and my back will start to hurt, you know, like the signs of my, my condition will start to kind of rear its ugly, ugly head a little bit at me. And, um, it's like, Oh, I haven't taken my Kratom. So, you know, it's a combination of for sure. I'm dependent. Like my body's completely adjusted to this herb and, um, it's definitely feeling like, oh, it, I haven't had this, uh, you know, um, as soon as I should. And also, so that would be withdrawal, I guess, and some initial withdrawal symptoms. I can see what the Kratom is actually helping me with much more cl- clear once I'm not taking it as soon as I should. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, kind of a long way of saying, um, yeah, I've experienced a little bit of that but I never kind of went completely abstinent to see the full on effects of withdrawal with Kratom. But I've, I've heard it, it can vary, you know, from person to person, yeah. how much they consume and your, your body chemistry and, you know, everything under the sun affecting it. Since I, I have no plan on stopping anytime soon, um, it's helped me so much. You know, I'm, I'm a lifer for sure. I'm not really worried about it. <laughs> you know? Do you have a favorite way of preparing Kratom? Yeah, I guess uh, originally I did like the the water, mix it with water, and you know it's kind of gritty, earthy, yeah. gnarliness. And uh, then I I graduated to uh, uh, pre mixing my doses in uh, grapefruit juice. So I'd have like three or four containers. I'd mix up the night before work, and then uh, you know take one in the morning, and then I'd bring the others with me. And uh, for about a year and a half or so, I've been uh, taking it uh, sublingual, sublingually. So just as it Hmm. sounds, you know, I'll I'll put the the powder under my tongue and kind of sometimes I'll take a little sip of water. Sometimes I'll just let my my own saliva kind of do the saturation and I'll let it kind of hang out in there. And and like my my friend says, uh, make mud. So I'll, I'll make mud with the kratom in my mouth for like yeah. a few minutes, 
and then I'll take a, uh, some water, swish it around and uh, down the hatch. And so if you think, if you think about it, like traditionally, right, some of the traditional use, they'll, they'll just pluck a leaf or two, chew it, yeah. and spit it out, right? Yeah. So it's kind of the same concept, except I'm keeping it in there longer and I'm not spitting it out. <laughs> yeah. And, and it really works too, because I've done it with, I haven't done it with powder yet. So that makes sense that you could do it like that. Uh, but I did it with uh, fresh leaves and we chewed it on, um, on the podcast here and it actually does work i mean with just one leaf gives you a little it gives you a little bit of the effects like not strong or anything but you can see right. why you can see how like a guy that's uh you know uh, a farm laborer or something in in thailand would be plucking that off the tree all day and and absolutely uh, chewing on it <laughs> definitely definitely yeah. I, yeah, I love that episode, by the way, with uh, Soren on there. Um, so I'm also a, a moderator on a Kratom forum. And so I, I also get to, you know, meet all sorts of different vendors that way. I love Kratom. I love yeah, Kratom? I love Kratom. Yeah, yeah. Let's Kratom. plug. We can plug that. I love Kratom. Because I've never heard of that. I love Kratom.com. Definitely a great resource for folks who are like, you know, wanting to know about uh kratom how to how to use it some you know surrounding um well just everything surrounding it how to yeah. you know source some good trusted uh you know companies and and it's it's like a supportive community there you know just one part of the greater kratom community cool cool yeah we'll definitely um i'll put a link up do you ever get any side effects with kratom originally like in the beginning i did experience some slowed you know digestion mm -hmm. uh, uh that was pretty short-lived and i realized quickly that uh drinking you know i needed to drink a lot more water and uh eating more like uh, leafy greens and salads that that really helped too the motto is like you know stay get hydrated stay hydrated drink more water and drink some more water so true with kratom and as long as you can keep your hydration up if you're going to be taking it throughout the day um you know definitely want to keep your water handy i, I like to throw electrolytes in my water and that really helps me stay mm -hmm. hydrated but uh, aside from the the slow uh digestion some some rough moments in the office filing some paperwork uh I, I experienced maybe a couple headaches throughout the years, and I after I drank a couple glasses of water, it pretty much went away uh, pretty fast. So those are the only two side effects that that jump out at me. Um, the biggest side effect or effect is just I, I feel I feel like my uh, former self before I had chronic pain, and like I love that one, man. Like it's yeah. It's, it's it, you know, I, I like to say it's not a miracle cure and it's not perfect, but it's pretty damn close. <laughs> That's cool. Pretty damn close. Do you have like a regular, like a primary care physician that you can talk to about Kratom or not? Uh, no, no. I, yeah. I pretty much bailed out on the Western, you know, <laughs> medicine scene after my, my uh, prescription experience and just it was a major turnoff the way they dealt with it and this was like right around uh when the whole opiate crisis thing was blowing up and like um 
you know, doctors, they're just people and they're scared and, you know, they, they get the, the trickle down effect. And, oh, yeah. Uh, and that comes down to the patients, too, which I, I've also, you know, seen some of those episodes of yours where, you know, you guys discuss about, uh, about that problem of under prescribing and where does that yeah. leave people you know um it's it's like the worst spot ever i i, I imagine and so thank god for for kratom because that's like you know not only is it very effective for most people it's significantly uh friendlier at least for me and a lot of people i know um you know you don't you're able to be present with your family you know you might have like you get that little buzzy, happy mood lift from Kratom, but you're not like uh, yeah. high per se, but yeah, there's, there's some good buzz that can go with it. Uh, those are the nice ones, but um, you know, you're, you're functioning, you know, you're clear headed, you're functioning. And I can't say the same for, for pain meds. You know, a lot of people say you can take what you need and manage it on your own rather than having to go somewhere and, piss testing and being treated like a criminal and being in a pain management contract. Have you ever done anything like that? Like pain management contract where you'd be fired from it? No, no. Uh, They wanted, you know, I I saw, I went to the pain management clinic and, you know, they wanted to put me on gabapentin. They wanted to put me on methadone. um, And I'm just like, nope 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 ain't happening uh i'm not gonna start taking more medications when the ones i'm already on are like you know barely cutting it i don't need more issues but no i i haven't had to deal with that never signed a contract never had to do the the whole thing but but how liberating for sure to be able to manage your own issues because you you know best is your you know it's your body yeah Uh, a doctor can only speculate and you know say what they say based on their own you know circumstances or what they're allowed to say and do and you're allowed to uh you know uh, with kratom you can take it when you need it and definitely a a big believer in the less is more with kratom Mm -hmm. uh to my understanding you know there's the agonists and antagonist alkaloids that are that are within it so past a certain point it's like you can keep taking more, but you're not getting better results. You're actually getting diminished results, and you actually just feel yucky. Um, I've never actually gotten sick from taking too much. I have like an iron gut, I guess my lady yeah. will say. I, I find that less is definitely more. You want to find that sweet spot and stick with it. Some days will differ. You're going to need to maybe take it uh, three hours later uh, after your, your your last dose or instead of four hours but for the most part if you can find that lowest amount that gives you the relief you're looking for and stick to it that's like long-term success in my book you talked about psychedelics mescaline and mushrooms uh how does that what does that do for you not so much in the past handful of years but uh uh for we'll, we'll just start with mescaline um so there's different cactuses that that grow um around here they're like pretty much in almost every yard every other yard i drive down and i'm like whoa do they know what they have growing (laughs) in there and uh it's always been something that 
I was drawn to at like a young age. Um, I just started reading about psychedelics when I was like 12 or 13, you know, I'm from Santa Cruz, go figure. But, uh, <laughs> but um, you know, peyote and uh, just mescaline in, in particular just like jumped out at me and uh, was always drawn to it. And then finally had the chance to, to take some tea out of this uh, cactus called a Peruvian torch. So the effects are dose dependent. Uh, smaller doses it's like this very clear happy pain reducing experience it's kind of like a eight or nine hour orgasm <laughs> it's like it's amazing you feel like you feel really happy you're wow. just like everything's beautiful it, i didn't know it was uh, that good <laughs> it's pretty pretty freaking good man uh pretty good so you just feel amazing and uh it helps recalibrate like just where you are in life and like where you are in, you know, uh, spiritually and psychologically. Yeah. And I would always be like, you know, uh, you know, show me what I need to see and, you know, help me be stronger, help me feel better and uh, help me be a better family man, you know? And yeah. I'd always go into those experiences with, with those intentions. And I, I, I must say like, I've, I've tried many, many different plant medicines and, uh, one of the times I drank this cactus, like I've never been so saturated in the, the uh, let's say the spirit realm, like just so, uh, yeah, saturated, man. Uh, powerful, powerful, powerful. That, I would say that was like a shamanic dose and, or as, uh, uh, what's his name would say, um, Oh, what's his name, man? Uh, the hero, McKenna? heroic dosage, McKenna. Yeah, yeah. McKenna. But uh, so, what about the shrooms? How do they differ? Let's let's uh, talk about that. It's there's like a classic common thread between most most psychedelics and uh, plant medicines, but they yeah. all have their kind of like little signature effects. Yeah, really hard for me to compare, but the the mescaline feels like I can walk into a courtroom and win a court case on it. <laughs> and mushroom, <laughs> mushrooms are more like, let me go get lost in the woods and find myself, you know, uh, I don't know, maybe a little bit more busy, uh, busyness going on with mushrooms and kind of, uh, I don't know, it's a, a little bit harder for me to connect and sort through some of the stuff while on mushrooms, but, um, that's probably the best comparison, you know? Uh, you take enough of one or the other to make it like a comparable dose. They're very similar visually, but maybe like the color tones are, are a, a, a bit different um, with mescaline. It's like really warm and soft and uh, mushrooms just seems like a little bit more action going on visually. Uh, what, yeah. what do you think of like psychedelics with a sort of like psychologist like a, a kind of like a healing thing that they're doing now i mean like psychedelic futures are being traded on wall street it's on the today show and it's going to be like you know you can go to a doctor take shrooms for four hours and <laughs> I, 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 why would i don't know why why anybody would want to be in a doc this is the last place i want to be in with shrooms no i mean doubt. if they did house calls no maybe he could come over for an hour and, and give me some psychology. <laughs> so yeah. what do you what do you think of that? Uh, that's like kind of almost like westernizing the experience. I think. 
Well, it's definitely, yeah, it's, it's pretty far out, man. Like it's, it's not what I would instinctually want to do, but I think it's great to have that option. I mean, yeah. for a lot of people who've like never experienced a psychedelic trip mm-hmm. and have like maybe apprehension about it, maybe they feel more comfortable in that, uh, you know, clinical, uh, yeah doctor environment i would definitely be a bit uncomfortable in that environment um yeah i think it's a great option to have and i think it's in the the step in the right direction you know it's legitimizing what a lot of us have known for a long time uh, the benefits of, of of these plant medicines or compounds for me sure let's 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 go for a walk in the meadow in the woods you know let's go uh, go on a hike and it the psychologist can like walk with me <laughs> that would be my cup of tea like uh i want to be out yeah. in nature 10 out of 10 times i want to be out in nature you know that's that's the best place to for me to take those those sorts of things and um i don't know i think it's really cool it's kind of sketchy the monetization of it all you know i mean i know yeah. businesses to make it you know move forward got to make money got to keep the wheel turning um i just hope the best interest is kept at heart of like this is a healing thing money sure it's necessary but let's just make sure we don't lose the side of like what's truly important and that's the medicine and that's giving it to the people who who need it or you know um are seeking it out and who's to say what well, my, I, I have a, a better reason to take it than you because of all my problems. Like, whatever your reason is, whatever your issue is, I'm cool with it, you know? Like, take it. <laughs> take it. And uh, if you're happy to be in a clinical setting, by all means, do it. But uh, put put me out in the forest, and I'm, that's where I'm happiest uh, on those. Yeah, really. It, it's the same yeah. to, on the same token. Like uh, with kratom, they are doing drug development down at the University of Florida, and um, I think it's going to be they're they're going to produce some really good painkillers. But do you have any trepidation about that? Uh, I I to me, I'm like it's it's important to uh, advocate for access to the plant and home grow even, which which I think should be a thing. Just so we can have access to it and and there's not a middleman i mean not that you can grow enough kratom in a lot of regions of the country to supply yourself but i think just in general but uh do you have any thoughts about that if you can grow it by all means grow it you know i I have a couple plants myself Uh, i have two seedlings i got and uh yeah that's right cutting and uh they're you know they survived the, the the winter here in santa cruz you know i brought them inside on the yeah. coldest nights but they're doing pretty good it's one of those things it's a tropical plant right so like you said there's not many places in, in the states where you can just kind of have a full-on grow outside maybe with some greenhouse support you know like soren and uh sam yeah they're in uh, west virginia right so if they can do it there but of course they have the infrastructure right they set yeah. it up but uh, if you're able to have a little, you know, closet grow of some kratom plants, by all means, you know. But in terms it, but of I'm- like, because a lot of people get um, uh, worried about if they develop into a drug, then uh, it's just going to be controlled by like Western medicine, for example, and uh, we won't be able to access the plant anymore. Do you have any concerns about that? 
Yeah, yeah, that that would be the worst case scenario, I think. Like, sure, you want to develop these great medicines from this natural plant. Like, go for it, man. Just keep the option open for those who want to take the the full-on natural product because as you i'm pretty sure you know brian and a lot of us know who take this plant it's everything inside of it that you know all the alkaloids inside that are uh, working with each other and regulating the other one and doing whatever magic it does all, all all combined like that's it's nature got it right you know and so I don't mind or have any like uh, judgments on like drug development out of it uh, with the exception of as long as the natural form of it doesn't get messed with, you know, like, sure, you want to go the pharmaceutical route and get these great medicines derived from this plant, go for it. But for those who want to, you know, like compared to like uh, cannabis, right, you can, they have those synthetic THC and like all these other things, you know, and you can go to the, the, the pot shop and get like, you know, CBG and like CBD and like all these other various cannabinoids like separated. And, but then again, like you, you get the, the whole flower and it's like all of those things interacting with each other is like what gives you the, the big therapeutic effect in my opinion. I mean, I just want to give like big thanks to you. You know, I, I actually look forward to your podcast. Um, every Thursday is when I, thanks, I check man. to see you for a new episode. And, you know, I think you're doing great work and uh, you have awesome guests on. And um, I think it's very informative and super beneficial for, uh, for anyone interested in learning about uh, this awesome herb called Kratom. Thank you, Brandon Belgard. He was suffering with COVID during that interview, so we hope he gets well soon. The forum he moderates is ilovecreatum.com. There's a link in the description. So far, we don't advertise. We don't ask for donations, but we do ask for your support. Please share this podcast on your social media. Like, subscribe, rate, review wherever you listen. The music is Risey. The song is Memories of Thailand. The Kratom Science Podcast is written and produced by me, Brian Gallagher, for KratomScience.com. Take care.